This is Abnormal Entertainment. Welcome to the injury bonus segment with Randall the Candle and Dr. Michelle. Go, 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 go. Go. Hey, it's Dr. Michelle, and I'm here with Randall the Candle, back for the first time in a very, very long time, doing the injury bonus segment, and I'm sorry that I've been away, but now I'm in Seattle, and I'm, you know, here, and I have some time. So, hey, Randall. Hey, I'm glad to have you back. It's nice to be back. I've been busy. I apologize. Yeah, we're coming fresh off the end of the Brazil-Chile match, which is more pressure than any human should have to deal with. Um, Yeah, no. Penalty kicks are just the most ridiculous way to end a sporting event ever. It just, I hate it for both sides. They seem like like they should be illegal to do that to a man. Or a woman. Anyone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You might be able to hear the baby in the back crying. There's so much yelling. He started freaking out. I was too. I was not happy on the couch. <laughs> so I think I'm in his boat. Yeah. But so. that's okay. At least if they're moving on, I would have been really sad for Brazil, actually. I feel like in, in all of the madness of having the World Cup there, they ended up getting a little bit screwed over. And so if they would have gotten knocked out in the first knockout stage, it would have been upsetting for them. Yeah, they would have been huge failures. And also, yeah. it was kind of like one of those games where Every person that was taking the penalty, you wanted them to make it. Right. Like, you just didn't want anyone to lose that game. No, exactly. So, but it's good. They're moving on. And I think that they hopefully will recoup some of the money that they've lost hosting the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got a World Cup coming up in Russia. I'm sure there's going to be some money missing in that as well. Oh, I know. In uh, Qatar. Probably not to see some dollars here and there. Yeah. Well, but the next one is coming up in a little bit, so it'll be a good day of soccer watching in the hotel room. Yeah. So let's talk hamstring because hamstring. there is a new state-of-the-art hamstring treatment that I've never heard of. You had to research, go PubMed on us. You had to nerd out on it a little bit. I did. Josie Altidore. Uh, to a lesser extent, Beasler. They got with the USA for their next knockout game has a couple hamstring injuries. They say Josie Altidore is going to play. Yeah, which seems insane because yeah. there has not been enough time that has passed for him to be healed from the hamstring injury that it looked like he sustained. Unless, unless he is doing something outside of the box, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. You are referring to the fact that he might have had a horse placenta treatment. (laughs) That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Horse placenta. Soccer players are now, on a regular basis, getting horse placenta injected into their hamstring. Yeah. So I actually, I have my my nerded out PubMed article pulled up right now. And Mm -hmm. this one was actually from 2009. So... While we never heard of it, it looks like the Journal of the Royal Society of Medicine had found out who this Serbian housewife or therapist was who's giving these injections. And her name is Mariana. So that's what we know about her. Um, um, when I hear the Serbian... Woman that they're going to. Everyone is going to the same person. <laughs> when I hear Serbian housewife, I think of that's someone you can trust. Well, and that's right the thing is they, 
these teams are sending their extraordinarily expensive and well-respected footballers to a Serbian housewife to inject them with a combination of human and horse placenta. And she may or may not be applying other impulses to the injured area, and they may or may not be recovering faster than expected, is all the article has to say. The human, the human aspect of the placenta, to me, is mind Very scary. <laughs> Do you think Josie Altador has human and horse placenta injections? Yeah, and I mean, it's so we were discussing this last night a little bit, and we were saying, it, I mean, it's stem cells is what she's essentially injecting. Right. Um, and I mean, that's been, that's a buzzword for quite a while at this point, is the stem cell research, stem cell yes. injections, and it's for regeneration. And so, re- George W. Theory, is against stem cell research, but now that Obama's in office, we might get a chance to get a little... Josie Altador hamstring horse placenta treatment. We we might have a chance. In theory, I, I mean, it sounds like a lovely idea, but there's been no research. There's nothing behind it except this woman who's doing it and says that it's helping. Um, and it, it might very well be helping to heal things, but I'd be very, very scared to go out there and trust it and then play in the World Cup. <laughs> well, yeah, if anyone uh, wants to see an example of that, look no further than Costa on Spain. Right who looked a step slow. He famously injured his hamstring in the Champions League final, and he just didn't look good for Spain. Uh, not, right. not his normal self. He's a couple steps slow. Yeah, uh, he's on record as having this horse placenta treatment. Right, and um, we're saying one of the people that was rumored to have had it was Robbie Van Persie. Who looks, um, who, uh, looks he, pretty good, actually. He looks good, so yeah. there would be two different examples. Um, but I think that it, it's, it would be a bit early for Altador to be returning and to be expecting to be in top shape. It's, we know that we've been discussing hamstring injuries for a long time with people who have to be explosive, and mm-hmm. he would be behind. He would be a step slow. You're out there. Run, all you're doing is running. You're running and cutting. <laughs> That's it. And to, be, to have your hamstring last the amount of time it has to last, is right. asking a bit too much from a new injury. I mean, if he has one thing going for him, he's not a player that relies on his speed. He's right. a player that relies on his size, relies on his uh, ability to have his back to the goal and hold the ball and uh, have right. you know Dempsey and Bradley uh, run off of him. So Run off with it. That, being, that being so, said, he's I mean, going to be limited if, if he does play. Anyone who's injured their hamstring and then just tries to go for a jog, I mean, yeah. we're not talking like impressively wonderful sports and athletes here but yeah. i mean it hurts your your hamstring hurts when you try to jog on it and Get, that's a couple weeks after getting off so, the toilet might hurt yeah so it would be it'll, it'll be interesting to see i i don't know if he'll be himself if he tries to come back i think not and yeah, no. uh concussions in the in fifa is there any yeah. concern on fifa's part about People getting straight up knocked out, and, and then playing and like two minutes later. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's dangerous. And um, Jermaine Jones was one, and he had pretty much said that he didn't remember the last the five minutes following his his head injury in the last game against Germany. But he he continued to play, and he's fine, and he he was open and honest about it, and 
he's he broke his nose, and he will be in the next game. He's practicing, and he's no according to him no worse for the wear. Yeah, part of the reason you can be open and honest is because you don't have to worry about someone holding you out for a week or so right. because you exactly. got a concussion. FIFA has no policy on this. Right. And which is a bit scary. Um, I mean, especially because they're coming back in and they're heading the ball again. So we already know that a concussion is a mild brain injury and that each time you head the ball, you are also shaking your brain around a little bit. <laughs> so it, I feel like it will come at some point. It's not going to be during this World Cup. It no. potentially will be during the women's. Maybe it will be another four years. I feel like it's hard to think that when it's in Russia is when they're going to start implementing rules. Doubt it. But well, America, I would, I would, America I is a litigious society, and uh, the main thing that people worry about is getting sued here. Um, right. I don't think someone that's playing for Uruguay and gets knocked out is thinking that he's he could even possibly succeed in a lawsuit against FIFA. Right. Um, there it's it's an interesting it's an interesting situation and I think that at some point it will come around. Um, I I have no idea when. But the the difference between what you see in some sports now and how quickly they're pulling people out of the game versus oh yeah, I got knocked out and didn't remember anything but I'm cool, don't worry about it, I'll keep playing is it's interesting. Worrisome and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I'm I picking the U.S. in our knockout round. Even even despite the head injuries and the hamstring injuries. Nate Silver gives the U.S. a 43% chance. I think that's spot on. Uh, I'm, I'm picking them anyways because I have a feeling. I like feelings. I'm good yeah. with feelings. <laughs> I'm a homer. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with it. All right. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in Canada during the game and I'm I'm gonna be rooting hard. <laughs> soccer this the soccer homeland of Canada. The, the soccer homeland of Canada. Do they even know the World Cup's happening in Canada? Probably not, but I will to, bring it to Vancouver. You might have to stream <laughs> that like I've been doing at work. Yeah. How close are I you mean, to getting fired uh, this month? Yeah, no, I've been I've been trying to hack into, I work right across the street from Whole Foods, and I've been trying to hack into their free wireless to stream it because my work blocks all video. Yeah, oh, that's that's a shame. I'm yeah. like a, I'm like a robot zombie, like I have like two screens going in my corner office that's with the monitors facing the wall, and oh, I'm that's just, amazing. I have the games going on, I unplug my uh, keyboard and I just type like randomly every few seconds that you know no words are getting typed at all i just like right. to click the keyboard every now and then make it seem no, like no no the boss screen yeah i have it on i officially put it on my phone and then hooked my phone up to the bluetooth speaker in the office so that it was loud <laughs> enough for everyone to hear so yeah. no one had no one had a choice except to listen to the game i haven't had i haven't had someone say like oh man you've been killing that paperwork this month <laughs> really impressive yeah and then uh during lunchtime i got the little storage cabin with me and the valet parkers and nice. uh the uh kitchen staff and the security guard we we go into this closet and uh we have like a couple laptops streaming in there it's really a quite a gay experience it, it sounds it's, like you guys have yeah. got it all under control i'm impressed yeah. it's good well I, I will bring it to vancouver and you will continue on your 
on your path in the small closet. Before we wrap this up, injurybonussegment at gmail.com. We've got a couple emails. Um, oh, yeah. 90% of them asking about Embiid. Can you uh, give us your take? He has, first of all, he has a stress fracture. Yeah. Vertebrae in his back. Bad sign. And also, Bad sign. recent, <laughs> recently fractured uh, navicular, which is yeah. like basically where your arch is in your foot. Both stress fractures, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, explain if that is something, well, just tell me what, what you think. Um, I, I find it to be a bit worrisome. Um, stress fractures, it's an overload. It's, it's an overload on the joint, and it's an overload on that segment, and I think that it's worrisome because it wasn't just one incident. It doesn't mean that there was one thing that happened, and it's like they said, oh, he landed wrong on his, on his side or on his back during that game, and he injured his back. A stress fracture is not one incident. Um, a stress fracture is a lot of different things that are coming together to overload or bad control and things like that. So there's something that's going on that's not working well in his core, in his back, in his hips, in his feet. Whether it's a flat foot issue that's stemming from weakness up in his hips and core, um, there's something that's not being controlled well when he's playing, walking, running, whatever it is. Um, yes. And I think that there's a fa- the fact that there's a stress fracture in two very important locations that are actually quite connected is a sign of a much larger problem um, that needs to be taken care of. Yeah, and some people were talking about him dropping to the Lakers at number seven. I was actually relieved that he didn't because he didn't. Yeah. I think, I'll put it to you this way, he has two stress fractures. He has played under 40 games. Exactly. That is half of an NBA season. That is with the games uh, further apart. Yep. And these are injuries Much that, more rest. like, okay, you know who fractured their uh, navicular bone? Uh, Yao Ming. Exactly. Right. And th- this is a career-ending, potentially. And as they said, yeah. they're, they're counting him out for this entire season as of this morning. Yeah, and I'm I'm counting him out for his career. I don't think he's going to be, I think the his ceiling is uh, kind of like how Bill Walton did in the 80s, a sixth man that plays limited minutes. Um, yeah. And, but is he going to be a put-the-team-on-your-back-for-82-games kind of guy? There's no way. I don't think there's any way. No. If, uh, if you're coming in with this type of injury to begin with, you're at a predisposition to have further injury. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, it's worrisome, and I know... That I know that they loved what they saw, and I know that his game was something that was super impressive. And it makes and it's a sad thought. It's something that yeah. you don't you don't want to come in and say like, oh no, he's injured, forget him. But you have to. There has to be someone involved with the GMs and the coaches who have to understand the difference in the type of injury. Is it a one-time thing that he really did just like come down and roll his ankle, going like, well, shit, that sucks, but he's fine, or is it? It's more of a chronic kind of overload, overuse type thing where there's just something not working. It's the latter and one. He can't take it. Yeah, it's the latter one. It, the the thing about these injuries is they're not. Uh, we talked about this a lot of times. They're not from uh, impact. They're not from getting hit in the air, landing wrong. This right. is like when you run, you're absorbing the impact of running on your bones. That means it's a failure of the muscular system, the tendons, the, the ligaments, the bones. 
And uh, to have that failure happen uh, so early in his career, yeah, very bad sign. Yeah. How about so, how about uh, worrisome? Uh, and I did. Which one? Oh, I was going to say, what about our newest Laker? But go ahead and finish. Oh no. No, I was have, I was telling you earlier. I had a couple of patients ask me if he was going to be like a Greg Oden, and it's like that's that's a terrible person for people to compare to just because mm-hmm. he was the same type of way but it, it seems like a that type of situation yeah i don't think quite so bad not so bad but in that same yeah. type of all right. the so many high points but just not going to pan out in that same way exactly but yes that, go on your lakers well okay so uh Embiid has a uh, navicular the middle part of the foot fractured Yep. Most likely has some, some flat feet. On the other end of the spectrum, fifth metatarsal fracture yeah. for Randall. He did it back in high school. Explain yeah. how that injury is not as concerning as Embiid's. This one didn't really worry me that much. Um, there can be a couple different things that actually cause a fifth metatarsal fracture. So you can actually, some people can get an avulsion fracture there, which means if someone has a really bad ankle sprain, the tendon at the outside part of your ankle can actually pull off a little piece of that bone. Mm-hmm. So that's a piece, like that's one thing that can happen there. But a lot of times when you get a bad fracture, there, they to get you back to sport more quickly, they can put a little screw or a little piece of metal in there. And it just holds everything together, and it makes, and then everything heals around it. So what you were talking about is that they want to take that piece of metal out. Yeah, they that's what they're considering. Mm-hmm. They're considering taking that out. Yeah. Which I actually, most people that I know and most people that I treat who have screws or pins in, they take them out because the risk of injury is higher with that pin in because mm-hmm. it can disrupt the bone if you fall on it again. Right. And... So I'm actually, I'm all for it. Take it out. It's healed at this point. I don't think that, that's, it wasn't an overuse type issue. It was it was a fracture. It's fine now. It doesn't concern me as much. No, that's, no. That's yeah. me. And that's not a, unlike the, like the navicular bone is not really supposed to be touching the ground. No, it's never supposed to bear the weight there. Right. If it's bearing weight, then it's in the wrong position in your foot. And then it fractures. But the fifth metatarsal, um... Is is a uh, different in that sense. Like you're gonna yeah. be like explosive stuff. That bone is gonna be uh, more weight bearing. So it's right. therefore when you have like a high impact injury, it's more likely to fracture. Yeah. It's also and much it's stronger common. stronger bone. The circulation in it is uh, much greater. And uh, yeah, it's it's just much a more common injury. The navicular has a tendency not to heal. Yeah. Okay. So Embiid, stay away. Very concerned. Um, Randall, not so concerned. Randall, fine. Hamstring injuries, horse placenta. That, yeah, those are our takeaways. If you've learned anything, if you have if you have a tendon issue, inject it with horse placenta. Yeah. How baller are you? Fine. Yeah. How baller are you if they're injecting like a regular baby's human placenta in you? That's yes. when you know you, you're. You've um, obviously crossed yeah. over to some really special side that I'm not a part of. You are a superstar. Okay. All right. Well, Michelle, are you going to do another episode someday? I would love to do another episode someday. Okay. It's been sad being away. Okay. Well, don't enjoy Seattle. And then when you I get will. back Thank in you. town, we'll do it again. Okay? That sounds great. 
maybe if the well, USA yeah if the USA win which they probably uh, won't win without a couple injuries because Belgium is a really good team guys yeah and uh, we just like we'll getting our report, eyes punched out <laughs> yeah we'll report on those injuries yeah that sounds great okay alright bye Michelle happy weekend and happy fourth bye 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 Subscribe and download back episodes of Unprotected Sports and the Injury Bonus segment at abnormalentertainment.com slash unprotected sports. Search Unprotected Sports with Tony and the Lion on Facebook and tweet Leo at Legendary Leo. And for more podcasts, books, comics, blogs, and videos, head to abnormalentertainment.com. You've been listening to the Abnormal Entertainment Network.